Hey folks, it's Monday, May 21st, and I'm Josh Boykin, the founder of Intelligame.us. You're listening to another edition of Intelligame Radio. Hey folks, welcome to Monday. I hope your weekend's treated you well. This weekend was a good one for me. Spent a lot of time playing Drop Mix, which you heard me talk about on Friday, and also spent some time playing some Pokemon Go. So today's topics are going to revolve around those things. We're going to lead off by having a discussion about Drop Mix. Now that I've spent a slightly inordinate amount of time with this game, I'm going to give you the breakdown of sort of my overall assessment of what it is, the ecosystem, and the potential that it creates. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Pokemon Go, since I imagine a lot of folks are like me and played it when it first came out and then kind of stopped. Well, I've jumped back in over the past couple of weeks and am really both intrigued and excited by some of the ways that the game has changed. So we will talk a bit about that too. Per usual, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them here on Anchor using the Anchor app, or you can drop an email to podcast at intelligame.us. Looking forward to hear from you. But uh, in the meantime, let's kick off the episode. keeping up with me on social media, or if you're in the Intelligame Discord, our dedicated chat space where members of the Intelligame community interact with each other, you know that I have been obsessed with Drop Mix. You heard me talk a little bit about it on Friday, and I just want to go ahead and give the rundown now that I've done a significant amount of time with this game. It seems to be, um, it has taken a very dominant portion of my mind. And I've also done some research to be able to give a slightly more accurate assessment of the ecosystem, some of its criticisms, and also what I really hope is in the game's future. Now, uh, again, to recap, Drop Mix is a game that uh, allows you to use NFC cards to, um, to trigger music playing from an app that's on your phone. You take these cards and you place them on the Dropmix game board. Uh, It has five different slots, and based on where you place that card and the slot, it may play different segments of music, uh, either vocals, lead instrumentals, rhythm, or bass lines. And these cards are a number of popular tracks, um, ranging from hip-hop to country, R&B, pop, electronica it's it's all out there now i've spent time predominantly in the game's freestyle mode but i did today spend some time with its clash mode there's a 1v1 or 2v2 card game where you both uh, each team alternates playing cards on the drop mix game board to try and be the first to 21 points every card uh during your turn you play a card and every card that you play gains you one point. 
you can play these cards on the drop mix game board corresponding to its uh, its particular color or its piece of the song. So there's a slot where you can play vocal cards, there's a slot where you can play instrumentals, and you are tactically trying to either play your cards so that you have full control of the board to get bonus points, uh, you also have special modifier cards that you can use to gain different bonuses based on circumstance. It's a it's a game that has a little bit of complexity to it, but what I found most exciting about it was that you're still listening to this dynamic music being created while you're playing this turn-based competitive card game. There are places where you end up sacrificing the quality of the music for the benefit of your score, and that feels a little counterproductive, but for folks who are looking for gameplay, capital G gameplay, in their drop mix experience, there is something there. Primarily though, the game lives and breathes in freestyle mode. And this is the area where you can play cards in whatever combinations you want to essentially be your own DJ. And the game's guardrails make it as such so that it's really hard for you to make bad music. What I am learning though, with the more time that I spend with it, is that Though it's hard to make bad music, it's also difficult to make great music. And I am really intrigued by sort of the structural limitations that are provided by using drop mix as an opportunity to make your own music. Essentially, what the game is doing by allowing you to play these cards on these different slots is simplifying the prospect or the process of using a full-scale MIDI controller, which would be a giant pad of programmable buttons that interfaces with complex music software, and you can either buy sample packs or try to cut up music on your own. Dropmix cuts all of those extra pieces out and allows you to just experience the music. And I found over the weekend that I would play a couple of different pieces and then I would get this earworm stuck in my head until I could finally massage out what the the rhythm I was trying for was. The app also thankfully allows you to isolate certain parts of the music, turn up the BPMs, change the pitch. Um, tools that I honestly want to see them expand upon. See I like drop mix as a game and I keep calling it a game because that's how it's marketed. When you watch the Harmonics Twitch channel or look at their Facebook page and see the content that they're creating, it really heavily focuses on the clash mode, on, Har on Harmonics' presentation of a game in Dropmix. But as I spend more time with it, I really feel like it's a musical instrument, like I'm learning the rhythms and intricacies of this instrument. And I have never been particularly inclined to an instrument, though I've always wanted to play. What I would love to see happen, assuming that this is the strategy that Dropmix is taking, um, Dropmix originally, uh, the base set was $100, and recently it's been discounted to $50 or $55 on Amazon. You also... Um, there is a new expansion pack coming out called Chiller, which will be an additional 16 electronica themed cards 
and that's exclusive to Amazon. I'm hoping that this means that they're trying to discount the price of the base software to get it out in the hands of people so that it gains in popularity and so that they maybe start creating more of these cards. And by creating more cards, I mean actually physically manufacturing more cards. The problem right now primarily is Dropmix's marketing model. The base game comes with 60 cards. Those 60 cards have a range of different genres, and there are also, I believe, six what they call playlists, 16 card expansion packs themed around particular genres of music. There are also series expansion packs that are released. This is six five-card booster packs. Now, those five-card booster packs are not randomized. This isn't like buying a pack of magic cards or something like that. But you do still need to be able to track down each of those booster cards to be able to complete your set of music. The first two sets, uh, Series 1 and 2, are fairly difficult to find, but Series 3 and 4, in my experience, are impossible to find. And so I am hoping that with more drop mix base sets out there, they're kind of taking a tone or taking a temperature gauge to see, should we make more of these cards that already exist? Give people an opportunity to round out their decks. Because right now, in order to get your hands on those seasons, uh, series one or series two cards, you're looking at paying what could be a pretty significant premium. Now, Hasbro, who Harmonix has par uh, partnered up with to create the game, will sell these expansions and the series cards in their full pack. So you can just say, give me the pack of 30 cards uh, for $30. But they sell out relatively quickly, which means you're stuck looking at aftermarket sources to get the tools that you need to create the music. As, as you can hear me, you can probably hear my voice, this game is really exciting to me. It provides this opportunity not just to play a game that can be interesting, but to bridge, to bridge the space between creation and gameplay. And I think games as tools that give us an opportunity to explore our creativity are really important. So uh, you're probably going to hear me spend more time talking about drop mix. And if you swing through the Discord, you might be able to even hear a couple of the songs that I've put together using the, uh, using the software. But in the meantime, um, I am hoping that this kind of sets a framework for either A, more native drop mix content, or B, uh, and this would be really exciting to me, having some sort of open source board that works with the same concept, giving us a streamlined, easy to work with interface of music that is uh, in an accessible and, and kind of pretty to use interface so that practically anyone can walk up and realize that they can be a musician. Hey folks, I'm really enjoying bringing back Intelligame Radio and giving you this additional content and perspective. I'm also looking forward to bringing in more voices to be able to contribute to Intelligame Radio. Those things said, 
this is meant to be something for you. And I would love to get your feedback about what you think could be improved here on Intelligame Radio. Are there certain topics you want to hear about? Are there guests that you'd like to have? Are there games that you'd want to hear talked about more often or a format that you'd enjoy? If you've got any ideas about what you would like to hear on Intelligame Radio, shoot me an email at podcast at intelligame.us. You can put whatever you want in the subject matter. I'll see it. Or you can drop a line on social media by tagging at Let's Intelligame or at Wallstormer. And uh, I'll keep an eye on that as well. Anyway, thanks for listening to Intelligame Radio. And uh, yeah, please, please keep doing so. It warms my heart. Pokemon Go is entering its second summer. And arguably, summer is probably one of the most important times for Pokemon Go. Kids are out of school and are able to explore more frequently. Families are on vacation. People are exploring tourist locations, new cities, new destinations. And along with that comes new Pokestops and new Pokemon to catch. I have just recently gotten back into Pokemon Go. And I think one of the things that I've found most interesting about it are the ways that the game really comes to life when you play it with other people. Now, I experienced my first EX raid, and for folks who may have stepped out of the game for a while, um, there's this new mechanic called raiding. Pokemon gyms, which seem to be more prevalent than they were when the game first launched, um, allow you to battle other trainers' Pokemon that have been stationed there. And it basically functions as a sort of capture the flag um, kind of a bragging right situation. And you can also uh, gain additional Pokecoins by stationing your victorious Pokemon at uh, gyms that you've taken over. But raids add a new team element that crosses between the uh, Mystic, Instinct, or Valor lines uh, that you that are drawn when you first choose the team for your trainer. Raids basically allow multiple trainers, maybe even up to, uh, I believe up to 12 in a particular slot. We had, uh, I've actually even seen like 18, all battle communally against one exceptionally overpowered Pokemon. And it gives everybody this opportunity to share in this camaraderie. Um, and you also, then after the group defeats, the Pokemon, you have an opportunity to catch uh, or try to catch that Pokemon using the special challenge Pokeballs you're issued. Now there is still a little bit of team rivalry in there. The team that contributes the most damage to the battle gets some additional um, special bonus Pokeballs to try and catch the um, to try and catch that special raid Pokemon with, but. What's been most compelling to me getting back into the game are the ways that people have naturally wanted to work together and share knowledge. You might have heard me talk when Pokemon Go first came out about how interesting it was that there was virtually no documentation about how to play the game. How to know if your Pokemon is strong, how to interact with the different Pokestops on the map, or what to do at gyms. A lot of this knowledge was shared sort of anecdotally. It was passed virally from trainer to trainer, 
and it was a really exciting experience to try and share information about uh, creating, uh, throwing a curveball to try and increase the odds that you'll catch your Pokemon, or other little tips and tricks in the game. With the introduction of raids, this kicks up a notch, and people who were previously just focused on competition from team to team now have an opportunity to collaborate. This increases in the presence of EX raids, which are special time-limited raids that you get a pass kind of randomly to. Once you get that pass, it tells you to be at a certain location at a certain time, and then you team up with anybody else who happened to also have that pass and show up at that location. I really enjoyed having the opportunity to take part in one of those. I saw a lot of folks who I was already familiar with because we all got our EX raid passes from performing the same raid just about a week prior. But there's something really interesting about the idea of being in a particular neighborhood and then getting the, the almost the bat signal, the Pokemon equivalent of the bat signal, to come back at a particular time and collaborate with a bunch of friends. Now in this particular case there was a Mewtwo on the line, which is a very challenging, very difficult Pokemon to catch, but working with this entire team of trainers, most of whom were not on my team because I am Team Instinct, the yellow one, that not as many people joined. Uh, having that opportunity to work together, we took down the Mewtwo, and then I did end up catching it, which felt pretty exciting. And maybe it was exciting a little bit in its own right, just because I've never caught this rare Pokemon before, but I think I was really energized just because there were so many other people around who were excited for me, for catching my first Mewtwo, and for doing it with them. And I think maybe what Pokemon Go reminds me of is how important these collaborative experiences are. These places where we can put aside competition, where we maybe aren't having the deepest of social or political conversations, and instead having at least some opportunity to break bread and share common ground together, even if we're just taking down digital virtual monsters together there is a positivity there that I've really appreciated. And so, though Pokemon Go is not my favorite game right now, you've heard me talk about what my favorite game is right now, I think I'll still spend more time with it. If for no other reason, then it gives me an opportunity to collaborate and meet new people. There's a real, I'm lucky to be in Portland, which has a large player base. And to that extent, I wonder what it's like to play Pokemon Go still in smaller towns, in places where those communities aren't as concrete or uh, as large and easy to access. But I will take what I can get right now um, and also spend a little bit more time training my Pokemon. I may not be the very best, but I'm excited to be one of the good ones. Alright folks, that does it for another edition of Intelligame Radio. I've been your host, Josh Boykin. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Wallstormer. You can find more Intelligame content at Let's Intelligame on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. 
And of course, you can swing over to the main homepage, IntelliGame.us, as well. Don't forget that we stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash letsintelligame. If you follow that account, that'll make sure you get the updates and notifications whenever we go live. And also, we have a mailing list. So if you swing over to the Facebook page, you'll see a little join our mailing list link on the left-hand side. You can click that and make sure that you're getting our IG recap which is the weekly newsletter that gives you some of the highlights of the last week in Intelligame, as well as a nice little letter from the editor. You know who that is. That's, that's me. So if you want a letter from me, sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, this has been fantastic. Uh, thank you again for all of your listens and your participation. If you have any comments, go ahead and shoot those emails over to podcast at intelligame.us. We will talk to you on Wednesday. Until then, keep intelligating.